This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. In this world there's a whole lot of trouble, baby. In this world there's a whole lot of pain. In this world there's a whole lot of trouble, but a whole lot of ground to gain. Why take when you could be giving? Oh, I watch as the world goes by It's a hard enough life to be living Why walk when you can fly? Kiora, Talofa, Nihau Greetings, welcome Welcome to Quiet Minds Mental Health Radio Plains FM 96.9 Welcome listeners to Quiet Minds Mental Health Radio on Plains FM 96.9. Today in the studio I'm chatting with Damien Holt. Welcome Damien. Oh, thank you very much Debbie. You've come along to chat about addiction services. Yes I have. Yeah. So how do you know about addiction services? My job, I'm an addictions advocate, I work for MAPS. Uh, and I'm sort of like a peer support worker as well, so I've had my own journey in addiction. Uh, I had 21 years of addiction, and um, very happy to report that last Sunday I had 21 years of recovery, so I've balanced the ledger after all of these years. 20 more to go. One would hope. <laughs> One would hope. <laughs> yeah. So my, my job is to... Uh, is to, to uh, advise, support uh, people with uh, any sort of issues in addiction. Is that all addictions? Yes, I'm, I'm completely 100% uh, uh, addictions advocate. and I'm the only, uh, me and Julie, my part-time worker, my part-time worker, uh, we're the only two specialised AOD advocates. In, okay. If I say AOD, that stands for alcohol and other drugs. Right. Um, so we're the only two specific AOD advocates in the whole of New Zealand. And oh, that was, wow. Yeah, that was um, a vision that somebody else had got and has kept on going and everybody's calling out for them. Yes. And there's plenty in mental health, but uh, we're the only two in, in addiction. So what's the difference? Sorry. Is between peer support and advocacy. Yeah. Or you say between you guys mm. and mental health? Yeah. Oh, it's just a funding thing, Debbie. Okay. Uh, um, it's, uh, mental health advocacy is funded for okay. all, all over the country and it's only funded in, in Canterbury for, for, for... So is there a cost for you for somebody accessing your service? No, everything's free. Right. So that could also be part of the difference as well? Abso- absolutely, yeah. Mm. Yeah, um, I believe the CDHBs, um, and I, look, I'm, I'm just quoting on what my, my thoughts are. <laughs> okay. yeah. I, I believe that the, the CDHBs have got a big involvement in both, uh, in, I know they have in my, my service. I think with the mental health advocacy that's around New Zealand, I think it's all C, uh, DHB based, right. I think. So... Um Tell us a bit about what services are available. Or... Oh, I'd love to. Um, there's, it used to be a little bit sort of um, higgledy-piggledy to about probably eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And what they did, uh, so, so you could go 
to potentially Odyssey House and ask for treatment and then they say you've got a waiting list so you can go to the mission right. and ask for a treatment there and then they've got a waiting list and go to the Salvation Army. And so three organisations have got this one name and the people were dropping through the cracks. Right. So they really needed to solidify that and they invented um, a um, hub-and-spoke model mm-hmm. and the, um, the hub is, is called CCS, which is uh, Christchurch Coordination Service. Okay. So anybody, um, doesn't matter what your choice of substance is mm-hmm. or how much or how little you use, that's all sorted out. First point of call um, with a phone call to CCS. So um, that the individual would make? Yep. Yeah. Either an individual, GP yeah. referral, okay. um, uh, potentially a judge um, orders it, okay. orangutamariki. Yeah. Somebody says you need to have a look at your addiction, right. whether that's you, your mother, or a policeman, okay. then this is the place. That's okay. the first stop that you go to. They'll have a phone interview for about 20 minutes and just work out where you're at. You know, mm-hmm. if you say, well, I smoke one joint every seven weeks, that, you know, the question is, you know, where's the problem with right. this? So that's one end of the scale. Two, I'm using a gram of methamphetamine every single day. Okay. The minute I wake up and I'm uh, or using alcohol to the point where I'm going to have a seizure right. um, and I'm or, or I'm going to die of cirrhosis of the liver, whichever right. comes first, which okay. is there, which is a tough end of the scale. Mm. So what their job is to do is to assess that for 20 minutes, the 20, very short. If it can be directed towards day education, then they'd probably go down that path. If they believed that the person needed to be comprehensively assessed, that um, they would go, uh, they would recommend that. What would that look like? It would look like about probably about two hours of asking a bunch of questions around health, around mental health, around um, environment uh, and and everything that's going on in your life. Right. So we'll we'll just, for the the purpose of this uh, interview, we'll imagine that you've come to to me with problems around drinking. So, So you... You've identified that there's there is a problem, and we we all agree with that. That that comprehensive drug and alcohol um, assessment can be performed in about five or six different areas. That doesn't mean that that's where you're going to go. Okay. It just means what's available workload around assessment. So potentially, which you can get assessed at Odyssey House, which is, if it's residential, it's male only, so right. it's not the right place for or you to female. be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's the right place if there's no one else available. Okay. Instead of you sitting on at home waiting for two months before right. someone's free to do your assessment, mm-hmm. let's go and get your assessment done because that's not assessment for Odyssey House. It's a yeah. full assessment to take with you, like a mental health assessment right. would be as well. Right. From there... It's identified whether or not you need to be... Uh, so at the end of the assessment, they'll come back and they'll say, right, we believe that uh, you qualify for residential services. Um, I, I understand there's a little bit of Maori blood in you. Would you rather um, go culturally yeah. or would you want to go uh, to faith-based or do you want to leave leave, leave um, Christchurch? Because there is an option um, which is in Blenheim called St. Mark's so you can actually leave the city and uh, and address your issue away from 
the city. Right. Um, so one of the, so so that's your comprehensive assessment. And if it's going to be residential, once a week, um, all the assessments go into a basically go into a hat. All the the program coordinators from the rehabilitation services around Christchurch will meet and they'll work out the right place for the, right. for people to go when the availability of beds is going to be and, and just get it. So, so instead of you walking around three different Trying to areas, out, yeah. yeah, those three little areas coming Which into one room. Which you probably don't room. want to be doing. When no, you're absolutely, you don't to, want to be doing. Yeah, because yeah, you've got enough on your plate. And, and I'll explain a little bit about that. While well, I'll explain it now, this is why uh, my job is quite unique, is the fact that I'm working with people with addiction issues, but I'm not working uh, when they're in treatment. Yep. I'm not working on their issues. Occasionally I do some peer support. I'm working with them on all of the surrounding things like care for their children, right. uh, housing, which is, <laughs> you know, I don't even want to mention that <laughs> word, Orang and Tamariki, court, uh, court stuff. You know, I've got a finger in many pies. Right. And the reason for that is because that can free up the person that's working one-on-one right. or, or the group that, that's working together for the person on the alcohol and drugs. So it's really taking care of the surface things that, that, can, that are important, yeah. but actually to give that person enough space to actually look at their addiction yeah. and yeah. change their thinking or change their actions. Yeah, absolutely. And having the right person, you know, the right person to do the job. So sending a drug and alcohol counsellor into an Oranga Tamariki family right. group conference, they don't you know, they don't know anything about that process. Mm. Putting me um, in, in a clinical situation, well I haven't got the I've got plenty of qualifications, <laughs> but you know, I can't be writing your your comprehensive assessment because right. I just don't know that medical part of it. Right. I respect that and they respect me, mm. which is fair. And, and then you're you're gonna get people also in the um general community, lawyers, judges, uh, shopkeepers, bosses, a huge one that just, well, can't they just stop drinking? Well, no, can't. No. Mm. You know? And, well, what, what what's to stop me just getting rid of them and getting somebody else? Well, potentially you might get somebody with a methamphetamine habit, you know? <laughs> um, or, you know, how, how, well, if it wasn't for his alcohol and drugs, it would be a fantastic, well, let's, let's concentrate on the fantastic. And sometimes it's really great to have a third party, an mm. independent third party, to be able to get the two parties that are opposing magnets together. So that's what I do for a job. That sounds amazing, but it does. Yeah. <laughs> for two people. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. I so so number-wise, what would your uh, – I'm not sure if I should be – Client base, is what you call yeah, it. Yeah, well, client I mean, there's, there's consumers. All, um, yeah, there's a bunch of words. Yes. Clients, peers, consumers. Consumers sounds like somebody you eat, <laughs> you know, people that are testing food in supermarkets, you know. Um, at the end of, it's an at, interesting word, isn't it? It's You're a straight. really interesting word. And at the end of the day, they're people. Yeah. You know? So what sort of percentage in Christchurch would you be dealing with, your, you and Julie be dealing Julie with? Julie and I, uh, we, we uh, look at um, peaks and troughs, um, it um, swings and roundabouts. Uh, some, some days you're going to get a lot of people wanting um, uh, help, support, guidance on easy issues. Right. Um, 
What I have noticed, and I've been doing this for 10 years now, so mm-hmm. what I have noticed that's different now than it was 10 years ago is that the people that are coming to me have a much, much more complex issues. They used to come to me because they wanted $10 a week more on their disability allowance. Right. Bread and butter, easy. Go either get it straight off the bat, which generally happened. If they didn't, then we'd take the next step, just yeah. speak to the site manager and get it sorted. Now it's you know, family court, criminal court, owing a tamariki, housing, housing is an yep. absolute nightmare out there. Yes. Um, and then you in every f- sector, isn't it? Absolutely. Yep. And then you factor in because um, we can't we're seeing, keeping AOD out of this. Mm. Then you factor in stuff like anxiety, self-esteem, mm. uh, domestic violence. Mm. Uh, all of that that comes much more uh, complex. Really, really complex. There's never just one person wanting ten dollars a week more, which there was, that's <laughs> where I can breathe. You know, and that's the easy job. You know, but um, you know, at the end of the day, when when I got well, I had about three people around me. I had a, I had OD drug counselor. I had somebody that had was on the same journey as me, but a little bit older. Right. Fortunately, he's not with us anymore. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and I, I had um, a really, really close friend, so mm-hmm. that's what I work around. Um, I think it's interesting you're saying, like, that if you go back to, like, if I'm the, the client and I need housing and I'm in a semi-abusive relationship, and I've got three kids that I don't have the money to actually feed or clothe, and you could just see how you couldn't even really begin to focus on, actually, I, I really do want to stop drinking, but... There's nothing really, it doesn't seem any point. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and um, unfortunately, the sadness behind the um, industry sector trade <laughs> that I'm in is that uh, that people, uh, they, they sometimes people get it first time, change their life around and they're onwards and put it in the, in the past. Uh, the percentage of that is really, really low. Mm. Um, generally, people take between three to eight attempts at right. addressing their issues. And I, I think that's what they say, or maybe with the domestic violence, people yeah. leaving yeah. relationships, it takes at least four to five attempts before they they actually leave. Uh, yeah, very, very similar. Then, and then you get, you're going to get the people that, that just don't. Can't. They, they can't, don't, can't, don't, won't. And they, unfortunately, with the, sometimes they die at the hands of their other, uh, other people. people. And um, I've got people that I've lost count of about the amount of people I've lost, wow. you know, just watching. So um, how for that, for you, being a um, peer support and addiction treatment, how do you manage that? I talk about an island that, um, that you're, you'll be on, and in between that island and me as a moat, and that moat will either be very, very narrow and very, very shallow where I can just step over it with it just barely getting my ankles wet, um, or it can be really, really wide and really, really deep where I've actually got to swim at length to go over there. And that, that length of the moat is absolutely revolves around the work that you do because at the end of the day, I can do absolutely nothing about your recovery mm. um, uh, that 
you're the you're in control of that. Mm. I can guide you, motivate you, teach you, mm. um, but I can't do it for you. You mm. know, um, and it would be really easy if I just sliced off three years and gave it to you, and I'd be end up with whatever the math is, eighteen years, and you'll have three years of sobriety, and everybody will walk away happy. But mm. it's not yours to, for me. To, it's not yours for you to own. It's not my. It's not yours for me to give to you. You mm. know. Um, so, so basically what I do is I, um, um, have that island and, uh, it's always, so, so at five o'clock, you know, I'm going to sound really callous here, but at five o'clock the phone goes off, oh, at half past five, um, the f- <laughs> from what I get it, exactly, well, no, it doesn't, it's not on at six, that's what I was trying to get at, so my hours between half past nine and I half past five. I know you, Damien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, the temptation is there, um, but the phone goes off, and because if I don't look after myself, I'm not going to be in a great mm, position. That's right. A to show people how to look after themselves, but to actually look after uh, out for them mm. when I've got my own issues. So mm. um, I, it takes one of the. Someone asked me once. Yeah, you know, it was a, a, actually it was a, um, a psychologist, really well known psychologist, uh, and we were talking at a uh, comorbidity um, forum. Right. And he came up to me at the break and he said, how do you measure your sobriety? Is it the amount of meetings you do, the amount of days you've had? Um, and I said, no, I me- measure. I had to think about it for a while. How do I measure my sobriety? Because I'm not counting days, that's for sure. Mm. I know I know the year. Um, and I said, well, honestly, it's a bit of control I've got in my life. Because right. before I got into sobriety, I had some control. I had control over certain things, but I didn't have control over my destiny. And that's what I've got now. Um, so that's that's for me. So you, you're coming to me with alcohol. Um, I've obviously got the abstinence, which is a jump over you, but I've got much more control over what's happening with mm. my destiny than you have because you're in a battle. And you've got knowledge. Absolutely, you know, and I've picked it up over the years, mm. you know. And I think, too, that's, a, yeah, you're right, you've picked it up over the years, but when I'm coming to you, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for someone who um, has the knowledge yep. that can maybe give me enough information that I think, oh, yeah, I really want to do this, or I I'm, I'm, might need more yep. incentive to do this, yep. or I can't do this on my own. Exactly, and connections are really big one. Mm. I was. I've always got analogies for everything I do, and one of the ones I've got around that what we're talking about now. I um I do, I do a lot of my advocacy work with the uh it's called it's called um cause but for the benefit of this interview it's the methadone clinic. So, okay. So there's um and it was quite punitive, and the person was having issues with the methadone clinic, which is what my bread and butter job is. And he, he said, he said, oh, they've left me hanging out, which means you know that um, uh, they hasn't got enough drugs to be able to um, to, to keep him comfortable. Um, and he goes, yeah, you wouldn't understand what it feels like to hang out. And, and, <laughs> I, and I said, I said, you, you know, and he said, oh yeah, everyone says they understand. So I just said two words to him. I just went, Mister Asia, mm-hmm. and he stopped. His conversation completely stopped. And he goes, what do you mean, Mister Asia? I said, well. I was involved with that in 19. Well, you shot some heroin up. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I did. 
And he goes, oh, why didn't you tell me you had the bloody first place, you know? <laughs> and so basically what that did is, is we had that connection. I brought the barriers down and I'm not mm. one of the enemy, you know? Mm. And at the end of the day, I'm not the enemy. I'm there to, mm. I can support you as much as you want me mm. for support, right? So if you choose to employ me as an advocate and not tell me the stuff I need to know with the tasks, I don't need to know what you had for breakfast yeah. last night. Breakfast last night, dinner last <laughs> night. Uh, yeah, last night. Yeah, yeah. It might have been last yeah, night. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even need to know what's for what's going on for for nine eighth of your life. I just need to know what's going on with the issue that you bring to me. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm interested in. Yeah. You know, what Where, can I do to support yeah. you? So that's um, my the, the work I do. I think one of the reasons that you want. To Talk with yes, me today. About uh, different services. It's a different services. So we've got. Um, okay, brilliant. We've got four uh, rehabs that are available to me, to us in Christchurch. So the first one is uh, they're all residential. So the first one is Nova Trust, and that's for six months, and that's in Templeton. And they 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 use a work based uh, therapy. So basically, they stay there for six months. And you work growing cucumbers and capsicums, and at okay. the end of the day, you potentially can transfer that from once you get um, integrated back into the community and into working in in the community okay. with that. You've then got the Salvation Army. So, how pre- many beds would that have? That would have four. Oh no, that that, that would have twenty five beds. Okay. So it's quite big, and it's out in Templeton. Okay. Okay, and. Um, Next, you said the Salvation Army. Salvation Army is the next one, and that's um, that's an eight-week course. The six weeks are in uh, Collins Street in Addington. Okay. And then the final two weeks of the course is integrating you back at home. So you're still doing the course, but you're not sleeping on site. Okay. You're going back to your um, home and being breath-tested when you come is in. Is that um, mixed? Yes, that's mixed. Um, Nova's mixed as well. Okay. Then you've got uh, Odyssey House, which is... The therapeutic community model they work by. Does um, that look like to get to Odyssey House? Would you? Um, and this is, might be showing my ignorance here, but is that more like you've come from a criminal? Um, I think you're 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 actually right, but it's not highly advertised as that. But right. a lot of it's male only, right? And so corrections work very very closely with with reintegration. So um, I mean, I. You, I have listened you, to talks from Odyssey yeah. House, and I know that the yeah. well, the ones that I've listened to, they've yeah. been convicted for absolutely. crimes. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, there are people that aren't in the um, in the uh, justice system that do go through okay. there. Then you got Heiwakatapu down in um, Pages Road, which is um, a cult- really cultural um, base, and their model of um, of care is around Fari Tapafa. Um, and and perhaps uh, later on in the year, I might be able to uh, to talk about forehead top of fire and in, in, in addiction. That would be good. Yeah. Um, and then finally, you've got um, the St Mark's program, which is th- therapeutic community, the same as Odyssey House, okay. but it's mixed and it's in Blenheim, and it's between thirteen weeks. So, thirteen weeks at St at Blenheim. Uh, 12 weeks at Hey Wakatapu, <laughs> um, eight weeks. How many weeks? Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
six six months at <laughs> no, Nova, and so that that's the residential treatment. Are they all funded? Like, do you like if someone went in, would they have to pay any costs? No, no, no. no. Uh, uh, yeah, somebody privately, yes, they would have to pay for a cost, but the government funds your your benefit towards okay. that. So uh, you, they work all of that out for they go. Thank you, Damien. As always, we when we start, we, <laughs> time runs away on us. It does um, If people wanted to contact you, how would they do that? If you'd just, just like to give those details, please. Really easy. They just text me on 0220-432-467 and just say, um, hi, heard you on the show on Quiet, Quiet FM. Quiet Minds. Quiet Minds, sorry. <laughs> And um, and I would like to uh, please can please can you uh, call me at your um, next opportunity um, for a chat. It's as simple as that, and I will ring you and have a chat, and you can um, you'll ask me some questions, and I'll hopefully be able to give some successful answers. Thanks a lot, Damien. It's always really good to have you um, come. And it's been a while since we've had you on here. Yeah, it's been a while some time now. Uh, this is Debbie May signing off on behalf of Quiet Minds, Mental Health Radio. A whole lot of sorrow and a whole lot of ground to gain When you spend your whole life wishing Wanting and wondering why It's a long enough life to be living Why walk when you can fly? You can download this and other Quiet Minds programs by going to plainsfm.org.nz and clicking on podcasts. This show repeats on Wednesdays at 10.30am. Thanks for listening. In this world there's a whole lot of gold. In this world there's a whole lot of blame. In this world you've a soul for a compass and a heart for a pair of wings. There's a star on the far horizon, rising bright in an azure sky. For the rest of the time that you're given Why walk when you can fly?